The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Executive Minister and Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. I'm doing a special show today titled Lessons from the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. It works if you work it, and we're celebrating Reverend Coleman's today in this magnificent book because it is now available uh, in a digital format that you can buy on Amazon or wherever you know digital format uh, formatted books are sold. So today I have some special guests. Today I have the president of the Universal Foundation for Better Living and the senior minister and founder of the Universal Center of Truth in Kingston, Jamaica, the Reverend Dr. Sheila McKeithen. How are you doing there, Reverend McKeithen? I'm great. Good morning. Good morning, Reverend Galen and everyone. I also have as a guest uh, one of my uh, ministerial cohorts. Uh, We go way back. And she is the senior minister of One God, One Thought, church in baltimore maryland i have on the show the reverend burnett jones hello how you doing there reverend jones i'm doing well and wonderful and grateful to be here thank you welcome and good morning to everyone thank you thank you for saying yes so as we are working with uh this book it works if you work it Uh, obviously we are a part of a movement that the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman founded in 1974, and we've been trained, cultured, and cultivated by her and her team throughout the years, and now we're part of the team that cultivates others. So as we talk about this book today, It Works If You Work It, and the fact that it is now available in a digital format that people don't have to just get a hard copy. You can get it on your phone, your iPad, your computer, your tablet, or whatever, and study this magnificent work, I want to start with just working with some of the things that's actually in the book. And, you know, for for me in particular, I want to talk about how the book speaks specifically to prosperity, 
health and prayer and how mm-hmm. each section actually empowers the reader to awaken to their worthiness as spiritual beings made in the image and likeness of God. So if you are, uh, if uh, Reverend McKeithen can start first and then Reverend Jones, if you can kind of jump in on uh, how the book specializes or emphasizes specifically prosperity, health, and prayer. Okay. Reverend McKeithen. Uh, yes. Uh, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us and for your consciousness as we move through this program today. First of all, I think it's important to know that there were five books titled It Works If You Work It, based on sermons that the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman uh, taught uh, at her ministry, Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. When Dr. Coleman was approaching her 50th year or the Jubilee year of her celebration in ministry, she gave permission to then president of the Universal Foundation for Better Living, Dr. Mary Tumpkin, permission to compile the five individual books into one book known as It Works If You Work It, Jubilee Edition. So when you asked a question, Reverend Galen, about emphasis, uh, what's key to know, and I'm actually holding the book's Uh, in my hand right now, the five books, Um, and that is that each one of the books had a particular emphasis. So for instance, part five of the five-part book was actually titled Prayer Works. Um, The healing books were uh, books number four and book number three, uh, book number four, And then books one, two, and three were basically the prosperity teachings of the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. Uh, So the book is really a compilation of the five books uh, that were produced through uh, the work that she was doing in her ministry, uh, Christ, uh, Christ Universal Temple in Chicago. So what I love about the book is that you can always get Uh, a word on uh, healing, on prosperity, on prayer, and what it is, what it isn't. And it is uh, given to you in very down-to-earth terms. It's an easy read, and she's speaking directly to you. There's never a time that I don't work with this material, and it does not offer a deep and powerful blessing for me. I'm currently in the middle of a series called 46 Years of Faith, love and prayer. And they're all based, and this lesson series is based on the book, It Works If You Work It, the Jubilee edition, um, uh, that is the ebook that's been released. And I'm pretty excited about it. I had an experience last week where all of a sudden something happened with my foot and I started limping, limping, limping. And of course I had my It Works If You Work It and I was preparing my sermon, but I was also working with healing. And as Johnny says, have faith that your healing is already. And what we must do is allow it to be unlocked from inside of us, to get from outside of us, get into ourselves and release that healing that's already there. And you know what she says? You have to work with it sometimes all night long. She used to call it walking the floor. And she says, if you work with it and just continue and just focus on that God is your health, you can't be sick. As the prayer says uh, by uh, Hannah Morka House, And I did that all night long and woke up that morning and was completely free. 
and had no other uh, indications that the challenge had ever even been there. So it just shows you that there is power within us. And in the book, she gives us the permission to release it. Beautiful, beautiful. Reverend Jones, could you jump in on the emphasis in the book on prayer, healing, and prosperity? Yeah, you know, I love that this is a digest of all of the things that we teach in the Universal Foundation for Better Living on a practical approach to living your life that produces specific results in the areas of prosperity and health. And because that is so much of a part of Johnny's own story and the life that she lived, the ministry that she actually uh, offered to people, it came out of her own showing us the way, if you will. And so this is one of the best compilations, I believe, um, because, as Reverend Sheila said, it's so simply and practically written. It's easily understandable by people, and it gives specific steps on prosperity. She gives specific steps on developing a prosperity consciousness, and it gives specific practical things to say to yourself. It gives specific practical treatments on health and how to identify yourself with health. So, and then it gives also very practical uh, methods and approaches to prayer. So I just love it. I, I love the fact I had given mine away um, a couple of years ago. And when this came out on Kindle, I was like, oh, this is awesome because now I can have it at my fingertips and um, encourage other people everywhere, no matter where they are. You know, if they don't like reading books, having it so accessible uh, on your Kindle now just makes it, you know, it's like a, a living book that helps you to be able to, to live the principles that we teach. Beautiful, beautiful. Re Reverend Galen, let me, let, yeah. let me say this. I... You know, the book has been out now maybe a week or so and um, uh, on Kindle. And uh, I received this uh, email from a gentleman in the, in, in the UK. And he writes, I have just purchased Reverend Johnny's book, It Works If You Work It. And it is one of the most simple and comprehensive new thought books I have ever read. I have read multiple books in the past, such as Lessons in Truth, How I Use Truth the game of life, but the language made it a little difficult for me to understand. However, in this book, It Works If You Work It, John, Johnny explains principles in depth and teaches how to correctly apply these same universal spiritual principles. So I wrote him back and I really thanked him for that because um, he is a person that's interested in new thought, didn't know much about it, but just started to read and read different things. And then when we uh, published this uh, about a week or two weeks ago, he sent me this email. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And you know that Reverend Coleman would be beyond happy because she would always tell us, you know, get to the metaphysical and then give them the practical. You haven't yes. taught them anything until you've yes. given them practical application. And she would drill that in us as ministers. And I think that that's important. And it and it comes across in her 
when you read the book, you can tell that these were presentations that mm -hmm. she ended up putting into a book format because it reads as if she's talking to you. Yes, and it yes. lands that way. It so, lands that way. Yeah, so I think that's absolutely beautiful. So in the book, uh, Reverend Coleman emphasizes the divinity of humankind and knowing who you are spiritually a lot in the book. Can you speak a little bit about Reverend Coleman's emphasis in the works of you working on the divinity of humankind? Oh, absolutely. Uh, oh, wow. We'll just, just do it in the same order like we've been doing. That, that oh, I apologize. No, go that ahead. question uh, excites me, Reverend Galen. Please forgive me for uh, just And we all have in. so much to say about all of this. This is just a wonderful opportunity for a great conversation. So, <laughs> okay. no, yeah. It's boiling over, Reverend. I was so excited. Go ahead, go for it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, you know, I was in uh, Reno, Nevada, and I was at a board meeting for the Universal Foundation for Better Living, the publisher of the book. And uh, Dr. Johnny was there, of course. And I looked at her and I said to her, boil down your teaching. If you had to boil it down to one nugget, what would it be? She didn't say anything. She just looked at me. But when we went to lunch, she, um, you know, ushered for me to come over and sit next to her. And she didn't repeat the question. She just turned to me as I sat next to her and she said, know who you are. So the reason that the divinity of humankind, the divinity within humanity is um, emphasized in prayer and healing and having faith and in prosperity, which she said, by the way, takes many, 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 many forms. The reason she emphasized it is because that was her core nugget. You have to know who you are. And she says you have to know who you are if you're going to claim your God-given inheritance. So when you pray, people pray, she says, you will beg if you don't know it's already yours. Uh, in terms of health, that you will worry and be anxious and wonder if you can be healed. If you don't know, healing is already yours. It's your birthright. That's right. She says, yes. for prosperity in whatever form, be it finances, a place to live, transportation, harmony in your relationships and among your family members and in the world, she says, you will wonder if it is possible unless you know that it is the birthright of every single individual because we're all made in the image and likeness of God. So to answer your question, this theme flows throughout the book because Johnny Coleman understood that God is no respecter of persons and what is possible for one is possible for all. All right. All right. Reverend Jones, do you want to jump in on that question yeah. or do you want me to go to another one? Do you have something about well, the what, divinity what of comes up for me, I'll just add uh, uh, that what comes up for me is this notion of what is a better life? What is a better life? And I think what Johnny did in this book was to offer us her approach to a life that is not based on our humanness, but it's based on the truth of being. It's based on how do you live a life in recognition of who you really are? How do you put, it, put boots on the ground and in your day-to-day -day living process, 
actually use these wonderful ideals. And so the better life has more to do with recognizing our divinity than it does in recognizing that we can just have a lot of stuff or that we can, um, you know, experience experiences that we dreamed of. It starts. We can have all of that, and it's wonderful. But until we recognize that the better life is really anchored in our spiritual beingness, then we will struggle to have all of those things. And she's offering an approach that is reliable and that works when you understand it and you use it and work it. Beautiful, beautiful. So, you know, this book has a lot of material. And I just, by the way, for those who are listening to this show, maybe for the first time, if you go back into the archives, I actually taught all five parts of this book maybe about six years ago. I've been doing this podcast, believe it or not now, uh, Reverend Jones and Reverend McKeithen, for eight and a half years. What? <laughs> yes. Awesome. I started in, you know, uh, almost eight and a half, March of 2012, believe it or not. So, wow. you know, I've, I've taught a lot of the core material that we teach in the UFBL on the show, uh, including it works if you work it chapter by chapter, lessons in truth, chapter by chapter, what are you by Shanklin, mm-hmm. Prosperity of Charles Fillmore, Christian Healing, all those books, awesome. just through the years. And, you know, just awesome. as a resource yeah. because, of, you know, it lets people know what we do and what we're about and our particular emphasis on how we teach the new thought material. But anyway, so if people want to study and do a deep dive uh, with the podcast, you can also listen to, read the book chapter by chapter and actually get uh, a at least my interpretation of Reverend Coleman's material as I thought about it then. I'm pretty sure, just like all of us, if we ta- if I taught it again, then I would have a, yeah. a totally different oh, podcast. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Totally yeah. different, you know, because the material is so rich, and I'm different. So absolutely. that'll allow yeah. the process to be something different. So By the time you get to the end of the book, you've grown in consciousness so that when you go back and read it, you're reading it from a different level of consciousness. So that's the beauty of it. It's ageless, yeah. it's timeless, it's relevant now, even from the day that she actually spoke it and it was written, it's still very relevant. Yeah, so speaking of relevance, Reverend Jones, I do want to talk to you and ask you about what is the relevance and significance of this book to people in current times within our community, society, and culture? Well, I think it's still relevant because people right now, because of the digital age, are very, very aware not only of their own life challenges and struggles and issues, but we're now in a collective consciousness because from day to day and moment to moment, we can see what everybody else is also going through. And so it gives us the individual power, the personal inner strength and power to be able to recognize that we matter and that we can make a difference individually, in our families, in our communities, in our society, in our culture, that we actually, you know, I always say conscious communities are the result of conscious individuals 
working together in unity to produce the kinds of outcomes and experiences that benefit the larger good of all of us. And so this is a very relevant book to go back to what are those really basic methods and approaches that we can use right now in dealing with the challenges of what we're seeing in our community, the protests that we are seeing, the things we're seeing in media of people being mistreated. You know, what are the things we can do to shift our own consciousness that will then begin to help other people around us to shift their consciousness? I mean, that's one of the things that Johnny says in the book, that when you begin to practice this, you will not have to teach or preach about it. You will simply show up and things will begin to change because people look and see how you have changed. And so as more individuals begin to practice these principles and follow her approach and her method, which is very clearly laid out, we can begin to see the people around us in our households, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, in our institutions, begin to practice some of the same things because they'll want to know. You have really transformed and changed. How do I do that? So I think it can have a powerful impact, and that's why I'm so glad it's now digital because more people can experience it, and we can begin to offer it more broadly to people. I can't wait until it's in some other languages. Beautiful. Now, that would be really nice, you know, in, in, in different languages, really works. So, um, Reverend McKeithen, um, what lessons did you get from Reverend Coleman's focus on God as the source of humanity supply? Oh, um, well, Johnny Coleman, uh, for me, was a master prosperity teacher. Um, she not only taught it, but she it demonstrated and oozed it oozed forth um, from her. Uh, and her her fundamental teaching was simply God is the source of my supply. And that line rings through. God is the source of my supply. And she goes as far as to speak about um, maybe if persons become unhappy with her for some reason and were to withdraw their financial support or to get up from her church and leave, that before they would hit the door, God would have, you know, placed somebody else in the seats to do whatever God wanted them to do. So God was the source of her unfailing supply. And therefore, in the book, she emphasizes that God is the source of supply, period. And so that would apply for all of humanity. And therefore, once you uh, accept that as truth and accept it as your truth and accept it as the truth for humankind, you'll begin to entertain new ideas about what prosperity is and what it looks like for you. Uh, by the same token, she also uh, would teach in terms of prosperity and God is the source of human supply, is that no one was excluded from that because God is no respecter of persons. She would also talk about worthiness, that as a child of God, you are therefore worthy. And that means, again, nobody is excluded. No matter where you come from, how long you were there, if you stayed too long, 
if you th thought it was too late, if you thought you were too old and all of that. She disclaimed all of those myths. She debunked them, I should say. She debunked them and brought you in. So the reader is actually brought in, uh, just like this gentleman uh, from the UK said. You know, I was, I was able to the, uh, see myself and in simple and compre uh, in simple terms, be able to understand that I am special, that I matter. And uh, I think that's what it does for everyone. Because you remember now many of the, 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 the discrepancies between availability of resources among communities is because, you know, there is the, it's because of the underlying belief that some are more worthy than others. You know, that, that's a yeah. fundamental belief, you know, with all of the social conditions that, you, that you're experiencing now and whatever the circumstances are in the world, a good metaphysician, a good metaphysician can go beyond the surface of all of that and find what is that root belief. What is it? Uh, Frederick Bales, the science of mind minister, the Center for Spiritual Living writer who wrote back in the 1920s and healed himself of, of diabetes would say it like this, and he would say, what is the parent thought? In other words, that now has produced all of these children, all of these branches of, of belief and thought, and these uh, uh, demonstrations of separation. What is that parent thought? And if you don't get to that parent or root thought and root it out of yourself, and this is why your self-reflection, your meditation, as she talks about, your prayer life is so very important because you get to see what you as an individual are contributing to the very thing that you're trying to change. So the yeah. change then, when we talk about change yourself, what we're saying is you go deep within yourself and say, how have I supported this? And many people are just responding from the surface, responding from the surface. And so therefore they never get to the deep dive where that parent thought lives, where the very thing you're trying to combat, you are actually causing to live and giving it energy. And that's why it appears to not be able to be defeated. Beautiful, beautiful. So she does a great job. She just does a great job with getting inside of yourself and figuring out what is it and who is it that you're believing that you are? And then how does that um, fit in terms of what you believe about God? Yes, yes. So we're about to, uh, we have about to take a break in less than a minute. So I do want to let people know that you can call in after the break at 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. also want to let you know that you can tune in to Christ Universal Temple during our live stream, which is from 10.30 a.m. until noon Central Time. It's on our Facebook page, Christ Universal Temple, our YouTube page, CU Temple. It's on our website, which is cutemple.org. So you can plug in. We're in the process right now of a series titled Power Up, which is based upon the 12 powers of man. You can touch base with us on Facebook Live at noon Central Time, Monday through Friday, for a daily inspiration for better living message. We have Reverend Wells' Truth uh, Temple Talks at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Stay plugged in. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms.
We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We are talking about lessons from the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. It works if you work it to celebrate the digital version of her book, It Works If You Work It, which is available on Kindle. So uh, before we actually get started again, I want to make sure that people know how to get in contact with you, Reverend McKeithen and Reverend Jones. Uh, Reverend McKeithen, how do they get in contact with you? Okay, um, I am on Facebook as uh, Sheila McKeithen in the yoga position. Haha. <laughs> And I'm also, you can contact me through our church website, UC Truth, as in Universal Center, but UC Truth, Jamaica, spelled out, uh, .org, uctruthjamaica.org, and you can contact me uh, there as well. You can also contact me at UFBL President, UFBL President 2020 at gmail.com, ufblpresident2020 at gmail.com. All right, beautiful. Reverend Jones, how can people get in contact with you? Well, um, those of you who have a daily inspiration, um, our church and all of the other churches and study groups are listed in the daily inspiration. Our website is ogot.org. Or you can just email me at bjones927 at aol.com. Beautiful, beautiful. So we have a caller coming in. Uh, in uh, is uh, Reverend Alberta Ware. Oh. Uh, Reverend Ware, are you there? I'm here. I'm <laughs> here. I just in. wanted to say this has been fantastic. I have lived with this book. I have taught it. But it's so great to hear Reverend Burnett and, and, and Reverend Sheila talk about this book. And, and, and I'm hoping that people will just hurry up and go online and get it. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So thank you for calling in. Do you have any anything you want to add? You know, obviously you're you're a pioneer teacher in the UFBL. So you want to add yeah. anything to what has been stated already? No, they've covered everything and everything <laughs> that they've said. I agree with. I have lived with, and there's just nothing else to add. All right. Well, beautiful. thank Thanks you for, for joining the conversation. Thank you. Would well. not have missed this for anything. Oh, that's great. And, you know, it's always so good when you have the support of um, one of the pioneers, the people that walked and talked with Johnny. And uh, yeah. it's just so wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, because, you know, guys, we're we're really the second generation. Well, I guess, no. But um, I'm going to shut up. It was just good. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, no. I just feel like, you know, we've been affirmed and, um, you know, we've learned. You know, we've listened and we've learned. And now we're sharing with others and, and giving the teaching away. And that's one of the purposes of this book, to give it away to anyone who wants yeah. it. Uh, uh, and anyone can access it. So we're just so grateful and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you all. Thank you. God thank bless. you. Blessings. So um, speaking of uh, of living the book, um, 
I want to talk a little bit and ask you all about prayer. But before we do so, uh, you know, I can hear Reverend Coleman in my head saying, get up off your knees begging. Mm-hmm. And yeah, <laughs> I could, and I, I, I don't I, I think, uh, Reverend McKeith, you might have been there. We were at a conference. I believe it was uh, Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Conference. Mm-hmm. And, in Orange, uh, California, and, Orange, and County, Orange California. County, California. So it's, it's a row of UFBL ministers. And it's about 3,200 other people. And it was time to pray. Everybody turned around and got on their knees and faced their seats and started praying, except for this role of Reverend Coleman and and her minister. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and we were like, if she doesn't move, we're not moving. (laughs) I don't remember that. I, remember, I don't remember. You remember I, that? I don't remember that. I remember. I, here's the thing. I was sitting next to her because it was oh, Leon, okay. mm-hmm. it was Leon, Reverend Coleman, myself. I was sitting next to Reverend Evelyn Boyd. Then it was Reverend Winston Johnson, Reverend Herbert Lasseter. I remember, and Reverend wow. Dolores McMillan. But I know you, you had came a little. Uh, I don't know if you had got there in the the first day or had to leave. I think it was the day you had to leave. I think you had to leave early. Uh, But I remember Reverend Dolores McMillan was there because I had never met her before. And because, you know, you know, she was in LA when I came to CUT. Oh, uh, uh, Reverend Dolores' church at Upchurch. So I would just remember that day as when she said, get up off your knees begging. She literally meant it. It didn't make a difference where she was or what she was doing or who was around her. She she taught prayer differently. So I would like for yeah. us just to talk for a moment. It's just a, a funny story uh, uh, how it really translated to get up off your knees begging, not disrespecting anybody else's process of prayer. So let me be clear about that for those yeah. who are listening. Yeah. That's not just, you know, but her method was a method of worthiness. And I want us to uh, just talk a little bit about that. Um, you can just jump in on that, Reverend McKeithen and Reverend Jones. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting because two weeks ago, I taught the section of the book uh, where she talks about prayer, and I named it, Are You On Track or Sidetrack? And in that section, she lists 10 reasons why our prayers aren't answered. And one of them is sometimes we believe more in the physical position of prayer than we do the disposition of the heart. We believe more in the physical position. In other words, she says you need to pray, but you're in the middle of Fifth Avenue in New York. And because you can't drop down on your knees because people might step over you, you don't pray. So what she's doing when she says don't be locked into a physical position is that you can pray anytime, anywhere. And when that need comes upon you to pray and to make your connection with God, don't be locked in because you can't drop right there and, and, and pray. Know that prayer is more a disposition of the heart than it is um, a physical position. Um, some of the reasons she says that 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 we kind of get off track with the prayer is when we pray selfishly. You know, we want to be blessed, but we want everybody else to be pun- punished. She says that when your prayers are problem centered rather than God centered. She says you 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 get off track because God is the center of your prayer and not problems. She says your prayers get off track because you pray, but then you get up and you claim the very thing that you just finished saying you release to God. In other words, you don't let it go. She says that you must then also cooperate with the natural laws of health. 
You know, she says some people want to go, and she actually uses this example, go and eat a pork chop at 11 o'clock at night, when you know that's probably not the best thing for you to do. She says that when you pray, you focus on uh, the goodness of God and not God, I've been so good, you know, and how good you are. She says, focus on the goodness of God. So this is the practical uh, the practical techniques of prayer that she gives you, things that you can change right away, things that you can say, hey, I can shift that. I can, uh, you know, make an adjustment there and pray more effectively. All of that's in it works if you work it. Beautiful, beautiful. Reverend Jones, do you want to yeah, add to it? Yeah. Uh, she talks about prayer really being rising up in our own consciousness. Um giving God our undivided attention. I, I can remember um, the practical experience of learning about this kind of prayer. I went to POT one year in the Bahamas, and I was up in a parasail, and the parasail started dropping, and I dropped into the water. And I can remember the moment when I said, God, you have my undivided attention. I didn't ask for anything. I didn't ask to live. I didn't say I was. A, I just said, God, you have my undivided attention. And when I did that, spirit whispered to me, just wade out from under the parasail and don't come up right under the parasail. And so it was in that moment when I realized, oh, this is my consciousness which is what, what Johnny says, and I'm learning how to access my communion with God, how to be in oneness with God, and that everything else is going to take care of itself. And that's exactly what happened. So she talks about that. And, you know, you, I think your story was very uh, comical because the symbology of not dropping to your knees and rising up instead is the difference in terms of this approach to prayer. So, um, you know, I've, I've had many opportunities to learn it firsthand, but in that moment was when I really understood what she meant when she said, prayer is conscious knowledge an application of truth principles by raising your consciousness, just God. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. I, uh, I think we have a caller coming in. Yeah, we do. So let me bring her in. Uh, Blanche, Blanche, is this UFBL Blanche? Yes, it is. Hey there, how you doing, Blanche? Hello. I am wonderful and just having a ball with you three. (laughs) I am rejoicing in my soul just to hear the witnessing, and my soul is standing erect just congratulating all of you as well as myself for getting the message that Johnny so lovingly put before us. Thank you, Galen. Thank you, Sheila. Thank you, Burnett. Thank, thank you, Blanche. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you for and thank you. the conversation. And thank you. Go ahead, uh, Reverend Jones. Oh, I was just saying thank you, Blanche, for joining the conversation. I think it's a greater and bigger conversation, 
And I'm just so grateful that you provided this channel, uh, Galen, for us to come together and acknowledge the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman and this beautiful, it works if you work it. And, you know, I have to testify to that. It took me 10 minutes to get the channel going. Now, I've been listening almost every Wednesday, and today something was going on. And I just stood back and said, okay, if it works, if you work it, let me get Blanche out the way and let the Spirit show me how to get to Unity Online. And guess what? I'm talking to you now. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. Keep on pushing through. And thank you for uh, your contribution to the UFBL with writing daily inspirations, including this month. Thank including you so much. this month. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, I love it. I love your writing. Thank you. Uh, it all right. is Thanks, my Blanche. Thanks for calling in. Much appreciated. You're welcome. So um, I want to talk about something that is dear to heart to all three of us in particular because we've all worked through some things that needed overcoming physically. I want to talk about Reverend Coleman's emphasis in the book on how to develop a spiritual healing consciousness. And I'll just, who wants to start? I'll give you the option. Who wants to start on this? Because I know this is I'm the sorry. three of us. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to start. Everybody may I start? Right may I please start? May I please? And I promise I won't take up all the time because, you know, we're getting pretty tight. But I, this is what I want the audience to know. The It works if you work it is more than a book to me. It is a reminder, a powerful reminder that God in me can do all things. It is a book on having faith and getting to know that it is through faith, as Johnny says in the book, that the seemingly impossible becomes possible. What's beautiful is that she demonstrated what she wrote about. So this is more than um, what she read somewhere or heard somebody say. This is her personal life testimony. And I have to tell you that I would not be here today in a, in a body in the, on the planet if it wasn't for Johnny Coleman and her teachings. Because like her, I too was given a diagnosis of an incurable disease with less than six days to live. And the principles that are espoused, and it works if you work it, all of them, the prosperity, because your prosperity may look like healing, uh, the healing, the prayer, and so much more. Uh, or it's, that's the very reason that I'm alive today. If I had not been introduced to this teaching, uh, I know that I would not be sitting here. I would have prepared for my funeral and I wouldn't have uh, been here, uh, let alone you know, been at this point in my life's journey. So I just want to say in, in developing a spiritual healing consciousness, uh, I pulled, I was listening to Johnny this morning on, on a CD and Johnny says, you got the first thing is you have got to have faith because the healing is waiting for you to get it together. It's inside of you. And it's waiting for you to say, yes, God, because God doesn't know anything about whatever it is you've named what you're going through. She says right now you can say, I no longer accept it. I am healed, I am healed, I am healed. And then there's a chapter in the book where she says, you've got to then identify with health. So you've got to stop identifying as a person who has X and Y and Z and this and that, and begin to identify yourself with the health of God, which is based in the life of God that was placed in you in the very beginning. 
and it is inside of you and it is already doing its perfect work. And therefore it is waiting for you to recognize it, accept it as who and what you are and the truth about you. And when you do that, something has to change. And so it is. So it is. Oh, it is. Right. Amen. So Reverend Jones, had, jump right in. Yeah, I, I've had my experiences with uh, working with this material. And um, a lot of people right now are having the opportunity to work with Johnny's material on health and identifying with health. And one of those things is to be independent in your own mind about what's going on. I can remember a time when my physical body, people would look at me and I could see it in them and what they were saying. They thought I was going to transition in any minute. I had gotten so thin and I was going through a health issue that I was dealing with. But the thing I always did was to know that the only thing happening, regardless of what the physicians are saying, regardless of what the news media is saying, regardless of what the people looking at me were saying, I knew only one thing, that I am healthy and whole, and I'm studying what health is. I'm not looking at what the so-called dis-ease is. People go on the Internet and Google and do all these things, studying the very thing that they do not want to experience. So we learn to pivot. She said, you got to learn to change your mind and be independent of what anybody else is saying about what's going on. And you have to know the only thing happening with me is health. That's what I'm saying, what I'm claiming, what I'm trusting and knowing God as my health. And then that goes back to the whole recognition and identifying of self as a spiritual God being. And when that happens and we just refuse to let any of those other things that people are saying and all the things coming on TV about the medication you should use and the this, that, and the other, when we refuse to let that master our mind and we turn our attention to our own divinity, it means that it's just health is as available to me in this right now moment and to anybody and everybody else. So I love that. That's independent thinking. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. As you know, we've all had to walk the journey. And I think that, you know, the healing power of the New Thought message is something that I believe is so relevant in today's mm-hmm. situation and society, what's going on in the world. Now, yes. you know, we yeah. only have about uh, uh, nine, almost 9.53, so we don't have that much more time left, maybe about six minutes of talking. So I do want to get this question out because I think it's really important. Why do you think that Reverend Coleman consistently taught tithing and giving throughout the book. We just do Reverend McKeith and Reverend Jones again, just to keep it in sequence. Um, I, I think it's it's core and it's fundamental because remember, if you have a, a, a rich inheritance as a spiritual being, then you always listen to me. You always have H A V E. You always have, 
And so one of the ways you keep that cemented in your consciousness is by giving, because she teaches throughout the book, giving and receiving, that there's an ebb and a flow of life. And if you look at the Dead Sea, the Dead Sea receives, but it gives nothing back. And so when you go there, it stinks. You know, it is, it's, it's stale, it's stagnant. And so a life without giving and receiving, and you look at your breath, giving and receiving, giving and receiving, and remembering and keeping in your consciousness that God is the source of your supply. And if God is your source and your source didn't go on vacation and your source isn't bankrupt, come on somebody. If your source is not bankrupt, then I have something I can give. And, you know, sometimes your, your, your giving uh, looks different. You give of your time, you give of your talent, and you give of your treasure. But one of the things she emphasizes is a lot of people want money, but they don't want to give no money. And so that's a contradiction. And so when you withhold, what you're really doing is you're withholding from yourself because you and the source are one. So when that source can't give through you, when you are uh, tight, you become a tightwad. That's what Edwin Gaines would say. When you become a tightwad, then there's no way that that expression of the source can flow in and through you and circulate in your life, world, and affairs. So when you give, you're ultimately giving to yourself. You're giving to yourself because you're giving yourself permission for the flow to flow in, through, and as you in your life, in your world, in your affairs, through others, through those situations that you can be a blessing in the world and you become the conduit that God uses. But God needs you to open up to what? So that the good that is pouring through you can be released into your life, world, affairs, and the affairs of the world. So it's very important. It's very important to me. And uh, I'm a I'm a tither. My church yes. is a tither. Me too. The Universal yes. Foundation for Better Living as an organization is a tither. So if you give a donation to the Universal Foundation for Better Living, the Universal Foundation for Better Living is going to tithe on that tithe that you give to us. Because I believe yes. it. I believe that that God is the source. And if I am looking to the source of God within me, within the organization, within each one of us, then I have got to be doing my part. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank I, you. Reverend Jones. And I agree. Yes. It, you know, tithing is a spiritual practice. And the thing about uh, working it is that you've got to practice consistently all of these approaches and ways of being. And so tithing, one of the things that tithing does, it develops a disciplined, systematic, and orderly approach to prosperity. That mm -hmm. when you are consistent with it, when you have the discipline of it, there will always be plenty. Always. And so I have witnessed that in my own life. I've witnessed it in the One God, One Thought Center. You know, uh, we're in a prosperity demonstration right now. Our uh, assistant minister, Reverend Lemetria Hall, she has led us during this time when church is not even physically meeting here. But she's led us in a prosperity demonstration where we've raised over $55,000 in a couple of months. Beautiful. And Beautiful. it is Beautiful. a testimony to practicing the principles, and it works if you work it. It's a systematic, orderly process that just gives you that 
confidence that spirit is always providing because God is the source and the supply itself. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Go ahead. Johnny demonstrated that. So that's why she was teaching it because she was demonstrating it. She was demonstrating it. And you know what she would do? I remember she, uh, we were at a function. I was in Miami and we were at a function and Johnny was the guest speaker and we were sitting having lunch and she walked by our table. Now, um, she just walked by our table and, um, and she, she just slipped a hundred dollar bill on the table. She didn't look back. She didn't pause. She didn't give an explanation or anything. And we knew that was to pay for our lunch. She was that kind of a person. And she said, if, yeah. if things ever get tight, and she says this in the book, it works if you work it. She says, when things, if, if things ever got tight, and of course, before they got tight, she said she would just go in her pocket and she would find something to give because this is her philosophy and this is what she would say. And she says it in the book, a tither is never, ever broke. And I believe yeah. that. I have practiced that in building a ministry overseas and leaving my job uh, uh, in, in, in the States to come to another country. I proved it through these very teachings of prosperity. And let me just say this, and I know I gotta be quiet. The world is calling for this teaching, the teachings of new thought, the teachings that say you can prosper in the midst of this pandemic. And there are people who want to hear this message. And I'm telling you, the Universal Foundation for Better Living is certainly sharing it. And that's one of the reasons why this book had to be put in e-copy at this particular time. Beautiful, beautiful. So we have about 30 seconds left. So first of all, I just want to thank you both for coming on the show. Uh, I've had such a great time doing this show, to be honest with you. I'm probably going to invite you all back again. to this show, part two of this show. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> enough material to do it, Reverend Galen. I'm in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let, yeah. I'm going to have to look at my calendar and what's coming up because, uh, you know, I have to project these shows out a certain amount of weeks ahead. But I've had such a great time talking about this subject that I just want to talk about it more, to be frank. So just be on the lookout for my invitation on, on, on some dates because uh, it's our responsibility to get this message out. Yeah. We're the caretakers of it. And we have to do what we need to do. So, listeners, next week, I'll be back with you with True Transforms. God bless you all. Take care. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.